Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study through the book of 2 Timothy. And we come to verse 5 today of chapter 2. And we're continuing really this theme on discipleship. 2 Timothy chapter 2 is all about discipleship. Really, I think this is the theme of the entire book is discipleship. But 2 Timothy chapter 2 really, really hits it and hits it hard. We see that it starts off with just really the Apostle Paul telling Timothy what discipleship should look like. What, like, like really, what, what is the functional way that it should look? The things that you've learned from me among many witnesses, teach these also to other uh, to faithful men that they might be able to teach others also. And yesterday, we went and we looked at how uh, in order to make disciples, you have to be as a soldier, and that means you're going to have to endure hardship. It means that you're going to have to have a, a singular uh, focus while doing multiple things. And then, of course, also uh, you have a singular goal of who you're going to please, and that, of course, is the one who enlisted you, Jesus Christ. But today, we're continuing that in verse 5. But before we get into that, Let's go ahead and let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself." Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of their hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and the message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The, um, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. God, if God perhaps would grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive 
by him to do his will. We come to verse 5 here this morning, and this is the verse that we're going to be focusing in on, and it says, And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now, this is important to understand because this really hits a key component of discipleship, and, and that is that there are rules. But let's first of all look at the example that the Apostle Paul gives. He gives Timothy the example of the athlete. If somebody competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Immediately, in my mind, comes, uh, comes those who are in the late 90s and early 2000s when it comes to baseball, whether that's Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. Now, this isn't really a serious opinion, but I'm just saying baseball uh, was much more entertaining to watch when everybody was on steroids. So maybe steroids, you know, should be mandatory to play professional baseball. No, I'm just kidding about that part. But when you look at this here, those three guys were, you know, incredible. They were incredible, hitting home runs all the time. Well, I out of those three guys, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, and Mark McGuire, I was a Sammy Sosa fan. I mean, 21 is, is one of my favorite numbers because of Sammy Sosa. When it came to uh, sports, 21 was my number. That was my high school basketball number. I just, I, I, I love Sammy Sosa and, you know, slamming Sammy, watch him go and do, do his little trot over to first base uh, after he thinks he's hit a home run. It's always embarrassing when he didn't actually get the home run quite hit. But, but the problem with Sammy Sosa, of course, was he was on steroids. And the problem with Sammy Sosa was he corked his bat. And the problem with, you know, Mark McGuire, the problem with Barry Bonds is that they, they were on steroids. They didn't compete according to the rules. And because they didn't compete according to the rules, they did not get crowned with the ultimate achievements of the Hall of Fame. They've been held out of those things because they cheated, that they didn't compete lawfully. They weren't competing according to the rules. Now, the same is true when it comes to discipleship. You see, when it comes to discipleship, there's really two ideas that you have. One is the biblical way of going and making disciples, as the Apostle Paul is setting forth, as a good soldier who endures hardship from among many witnesses, from alongside of them, putting putting the Word of God right alongside of them, being involved in their life. We're going to see that specifically in chapter 3. But there are some people who like to disciple with the means of pragmatism as opposed to the principles of the Word of God. And when it comes to discipleship, you, you have this approach that you can choose. You can either choose pragmatism or you can choose uh, principle. Now, don't get me wrong here. There's nothing wrong with finding something that's effective and works, but that's not what I'm talking about when I mean pragmatism. I mean something that is disqualifying. And this would be going and taking and changing the message, changing the message, watering it down in such a way that it just, it, it becomes, it becomes, well, a different message for one, but it, it becomes um, attractive to the hearer and intentionally attractive and taking out the things that wouldn't be attractive. You see, the reality of it is, is that with the Word of God is that it tells you things that you don't like. It tells you things like, no. It tells you things like, don't do that. 
It tells you things uh, like you have to change, you have to repent. It tells you things like go do this thing, something that might make you uncomfortable at times. There's all kinds of things that come into this. And so when we look at discipleship, what this is talking about is competing according to the rules or competing lawfully is actually what that word means, is that we have to disciple in accordance with the law of God. We have to go and remember that Christianity isn't about us. It's not about what we want. It's about what God has declared. It's about who God is and us changing to go and to agree with God. That's, that's what it's about, and that's what discipleship is about. It's that we are making disciples of Jesus Christ. They're following his example. They're following his word. They're following his laws. They're going and they're chasing after him, and if we go and we try to change it so that it is more attractive as opposed to truthful, so many people would choose attraction over truthfulness when it comes to God's Word, when it comes to making disciples because they want a cheap trick to get many numbers and to feel good about themselves. But the reality of it is, is that we have to be in obedience to God's Word. We have to be following God's Word. You have to t- teach even the difficult parts of God's Word, the part that people don't want to hear. You have to have the difficult conversations. You have to go and to tell people, no. Otherwise, what happens? Well, you don't get crowned. You don't get the award unless you compete according to the rules. You, 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 it's not going to last in heaven. It's not going to really have heavenly rewards. That's what we have to do when it comes to discipleship. We have to stay inside of God's Word. We have to teach the entire counsel of God's Word. We have to go into teach even the difficult parts in order to truly disciple. So, so far we have that we need to be like a soldier, endure hardships, have a singular mindset no matter what we're doing, and seek to please one person. And then, of course, for seeking to please one person, we have that singular mindset. We're going to want to be like the athlete who competes inside of the rules, inside of what is lawful, inside of God's law. We're making disciples, telling them the difficult things. And next time, we're going to be looking at, of course, the hardworking farmer. I'm excited to see that. That's the next principle of discipleship. But today, let's remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Trusting in faith, even now.